What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and this is episode 126 of the Adult Education Podcast. This week, I'm speaking with the founder of Outrun the Dark, Siggy. Thanks so much for checking out my show. If this is your first time joining the Adult Education Podcast, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to check out the program. I do hope that you like what you hear and you stick with us for future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would take a second to leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using. And please feel free to share the show with your friends. I always find that word of mouth is the best way to inspire new people to check it out. So I've got a question for you. Did I ever tell you how I got interested in running? So I've lived my whole life with asthma, and while I was still pretty active in sports, my breathing issues definitely slowed me down. I struggled especially with running, because as you know, running requires some good steady breathing, which I did not have. But I was hosting a 5K back about 12 years ago, and I saw how much fun all the participants were having. It made me a little jealous that I had to stand on the stage and couldn't take part in the fun myself. So I made it a goal to run in the race the next year. I trained a bit, and I did it. I walked away from that event on such a runner's high. I mean, I had heard about the fabled runner's high before, but I had never experienced anything like it. I was, it was really for me. I was all in. A short time later, I was lucky enough to visit the main campus of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. During that visit, I learned about the St. Jude Marathon and Half Marathon that takes place in Nashville every year. And that's when I decided to take my running to the next level, and I started training for that Half Marathon. Now, right around that time that I went to Memphis to visit St. Jude, I also found myself at the start of what would be a pretty painful breakup and big life change. We were living together, and there were some other people in my life that were kind of involved in the situation too, which made it a little more difficult. Now, running became my escape. When I needed to get out of the house, I'd go to the gym or I'd go for a run. Even though I was starting my training in the depths of a Baltimore winter, I spent more time outside than I ever had before. I mean, I was worried about running while going through a mentally tough time. Like, what else am I going to think about while I'm running? It's just me and the pavement, right? I figured I'd be stuck in my own thoughts, but I found it to be the opposite. Running provided me with the escape. I found that my brain focused much more on my progress than it did on what was going on in my personal life. The situation became much more bearable with running in my life. And that was when I discovered how running could have a major impact on someone's mental health. Since then, I've seen study after study after study about how running and exercise in general is so important to keeping a positive mindset and chasing away those demons. At some point along the way, I discovered Outrun the Dark. It's an apparel company that promotes running as a way to battle anxiety and depression. It was founded by a guy from Norway. His name is Ziggy. He fought through some really dark times in his own life and found that running helped him find the light at the end of the tunnel. Thus, Outrun the Dark was formed. The idea being that we can use running to outrun the darkness that may be in our lives. Ziggy was kind enough to share some time with me to talk about his own journey, how he started Outrun the Dark, and the worldwide community that has popped up around it. So please enjoy our conversation. Awesome. We did it. Sweet. <laughs> like I'm in this uh, podcast dungeon here, as you can see. Well, Ziggy, it's great to talk to you. Am I saying that right, Ziggy? Yeah, okay. that's right. Um, I've been trying to look up some research on you to formulate a few extra questions, and you're a hard man to uh, to find on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good to know. That's uh, that's by design. Well, I can appreciate that because I do feel yeah. like there's so much about all of us out there that whenever I do come across someone that seems to have purposefully made a decision to stay away from it, I, I think it's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's a choice for sure. 
So I, I know you're from Norway. You're in Norway right now. So tell me a little bit about yourself growing up. Like, where are you from? What were you all about? Tell me more about you. Yeah, I grew up in Norway, Norwegian native. Uh, grew up in a small town uh, in the middle of Norway. Um, so everything above Oslo, we pretty much say is northern Norway. So yeah, it's just the Norway is just colder and uh, darker, and that's kind of uh, yeah the start of uh, what we're supposed to talk about today. So I, I think the impression that a lot of us have, at least here in America, is that the women of Norway are beautiful and stunning. Is that something that you also agree with, or is it just because we don't get to see it quite as often? Uh, well, uh, my girlfriend is uh, Norwegian, so. Uh... So Hard yes, to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I disagree. Um, my yeah. other thing is I've learned more about free loof sleeve. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that podcast. Of oh, yours you did. And, okay. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's for us like growing up in the Scandinavian countries. It's very like obvious, but I understand how it's uh, you know, for you guys it's a thing, but for us it's like super normal and yeah. Most Norwegians, or at least uh, a lot of Norwegians, go camping very often, like hiking every weekend. So, like, I have, you know, friends who are going this week and next week and in the middle of the week. And, yeah, I think that's also part of, you know, the the sun is out so uh, rarely. So when it's out, we, like, want the most out of it. Yeah, I mean, we talk about here in America, they have uh, seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Mm -hmm. So all winter long when and we still get sun more than you do in a lot of parts of Norway. But people just get so bogged down and they're in their house and they get legitimately depressed in the wintertime. And I just envy people like yourselves that have embraced the outdoors, whether the weather's great or whether it's terrible. You're still enjoying what nature gives you. And that's I think that's such a benefit to getting through those dark times. Yeah, for sure, and uh, like I've only uh, I've only uh, heard about SAD through um, my uh, community and from Americans because I think most Norwegians or Scandinavians don't talk about it as a, a diagnosis. It's more of like everyone talks about it every year, and it's kind of affecting everyone. It's just on a different uh, scale. So we I don't I've never heard talk about it. Uh, like mentioned in the same, like in a sort of a disorder. Uh, and I think that's just because just it's so normal here. Yeah. Like everyone goes through it, no matter who you are. So it's like whatever you got going, it's going to make it uh, worse or, or better when it's sunny. So, yeah. You kind of have to embrace it altogether. Absolutely. So your English is fantastic. I have to give you credit for that. Is that something that they teach when you're young or do you have to make an active effort to to grow and learn that? Yeah, so both. Uh, my my dad is an old teacher, English English teacher, so that's where I got it from. But yeah, from second grade in Norway, you learn uh, uh, English, and then from in high school, you have the optionality to choose a third language as well. So we're very really like good, um, and of course, every show we watch is American, so that helps as well. <laughs> and uh, for my English, I studied, I did my um, bachelor's degree in Australia. So that's where I uh, got most of my dialogue from. And uh, I also met a lot of Americans there. So that's why I, I speak mostly like uh, American English rather than Oxford or Australian. English. Yeah, yeah. So I know um, I know the idea for Outrun the Dark, which we're going to talk more about in this conversation. I know the idea happened while you were in Australia. So I'm curious. I, I know you just mentioned you were in Australia. You live in Norway now. Were, were there any other stops along the way for you? Or are those the primary two places you've lived in? Yeah, no, those sort of two stops. Like I've lived in several cities in uh, in uh, Norway, sure. but um, 
those are the two countries that have like uh, have affected me the most. I'd say I lived on in uh, Australia on two different occasions, and it was this uh, second location after I studied there that I started out in the dark. So I studied there, you know, from 20, uh, 2008 to 2011. And then I went back in 2018 when my girlfriend was doing like a semester abroad. And that's when it all started. Did you choose Australia the first time? Because you were like, forget the snow. I'm done. I need to go get some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I've been a big, uh, you know, lover of America and everything United States since I was a kid. Like it would, whenever I had the option to, to choose a country to write about or have a speech about, I always choose United States. I uh, just uh, love the history and the people and the culture and uh and everything about it and uh, that's where I wanted to study as well I tried to get abroad but uh, uh, kind of our um, our system is it's a three-year system for the bachelor's degree but you guys have like more of a four-year system so I wasn't able to do it uh, in the United States because we have this amazing uh, financial um, uh, loan system or a grant slash uh, loan system in Norway where you can get the money funded to study abroad. But since uh, the U.S. had four years, I wasn't able to go there. So then they were like, okay, you can choose a different uh, English-speaking uh, country. And I chose uh, <laughs> chose the warmth of Australia over U.K. And well, a, lot, a lot of great options in America and the U.K. as well. But Australia, you know, yeah. I think you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I was super happy about it. So the second time you were there, you were there with your girlfriend, and that's where you kind of had the idea for Outrun the Dark. So before we dive into that, let's start with, I'd love to hear your explanation for how you describe Outrun the Dark to people. Yeah, um, I'm struggling to um, explain it because like, I get asked it so often, like, what do you do? What's what's Outrun the Dark? And uh, I'll try a new one today or the same one. Uh, let's see. But uh, Outrun the Dark is a, is a brand for those who use running for their mental health. That's kind of the the go to answer. Um, I, I like to be speaking more like uh, symbolic terms. So I'd say that it's for people who outrun their dark. Sure. Because I think people put uh, whatever they want to or need to into that category, and that's kind of the the reason why it's called outrun the dark and not you know run for your mental health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a catchier name than Run for Your Mental Health, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget how I came across it, but I know it was through social media. So whatever your team has been doing these last few years uh, through social media marketing, you hooked me, and I'm sure you've hooked a lot of other people. But I, I love the message for it, and I, I want to know why that was so important for you. That's kind of uh, brings us to the origin story of, of Out from the Dark. Um, so first, uh, really, like two episodes that, uh, laid the foundation for the creation of Outer in the Dark. Uh, first off, I grew up in a household where I had an older sister who stayed inside. She quit, uh, quit school in ninth grade. She was bullied. And instead of telling anyone, she locked herself inside and just didn't tell anyone about it. And I grew up in that atmosphere where people asked about her and uh, we were told not to say anything, say that she's sleeping. And yeah, so I kind of grew up around that shame around anything to do with mental health or, yeah. So that's kind of background uh, or the first seed to the, to the story. And then um, when I was uh, 18, finishing uh, high school, mm. as all Norwegians do, we, we, for some reason, we party for the whole month of May. 
and Norwegians, we don't have this French uh, drinking culture. When we drink, we drink uh, a lot. So it was pretty much a binge uh, drinking stretch for three weeks. And that combined with uh, a lack of sleep led me to some, uh, this is all self-diagnosed, but uh, sure. um, like I had some illusions of grandeur. I saw things that weren't there. I read on street signs and thought there were signs for me. You know, it said go forward and I like physically took steps forward. Um, I had this, you know, epiphany after epiphany of uh, how I was going to change the world and just like this uh, messiah's complex. And I felt like nothing could hurt me and I was just walking on uh, walking on a cloud and this like kind of culminated in uh, I wanted to talk to everybody that I could about, you know, how bullying is bad and we can save the world if everyone's just honest and kind to each other and just just uh yeah all these illusions and this culminated when uh, i went to i went up the street to where i was living at the time to a local elementary school because i wanted to talk to the kids about you know bullying and the importance of not doing it and being kind to each other and of course that's what i was uh, trying to get across but what they saw is was an you know an 18 year old in a worn out suit you know dilated pupils and uh yeah, not a good look. So they did the, the the teachers did what they should, and they called the police, and yeah. they came and picked me up and drove me home. Oh wow! Yeah. So I just uh, and luckily my brother was uh, at the apartment I was staying at uh, then, and yeah, I just remember seeing like the shock and dismay and uh, sadness in his eyes, and that was kind of like the start of the the darkness that I fell into. It's interesting that you had this epiphany where you thought, okay, I got to make a change in this world. But in the same situation, you also hit rock bottom, like in a way. So it's interesting how both of those things, usually people hit rock bottom and then they have the epiphany. Mm -hmm. It almost seems like you had the epiphany <laughs> then hit rock, which is not usually the way it works. Yeah. It's hard to say. Like, um, I felt like uh, everything was going my way since birth till that point, till I was 18. Like I had like no issues at all and I just felt great. Nothing was against me and that like the that next year of like depression and sleeping to avoid being awake uh, was just such a humbling experience. Yeah, it was a wake up call in, in many ways. I'm just curious for a timeline perspective. I think you're in your mid thirties now. Yeah. Uh, the situation with your sister. So how, what year was that at? Like about what time frame were we looking at? Yeah. So this was when, uh, ooh, she's eight years uh, older than me. So this was back in the happy nineties. Okay. Uh, and this, you know, I, I moved out in 2004. So this was uh, a bit later and this, I was 18 in 2007 when I was, uh, or I was in the psychosis myself. Yeah. And then I'd say I'd struggle for that next year, uh, one year. And then we're here uh, today when I'm 35. Yeah. So you're, you're about my wife's age and your sister sounds like she's about my age. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, I know that time period very well. And I don't know the culture of Norway so much, but in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, we didn't talk about mental health. It, mm -hmm. it wasn't something that people discussed. Uh, I remember somebody coming to speak in my high school, talking, telling their story about how they almost committed suicide. And, and it was such a, it was an eye opening thing because it was so uh, quote unquote weird to hear someone talking about it because nobody touched on that subject. So it's interesting to hear your sister's story 
because I can totally relate. Like people just didn't discuss it. I mean, it's sad that we didn't, but it, it was part of culture at the time. Yeah, for sure. It was just uh, not much of a, like the, the health care for it just yeah. wasn't there at the time. And it's, I love it's getting we, better. It's still, a, it's still a long way to go, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that we are taking the steps to talk more about it. And there are people like yourself that are getting involved. What, however you get involved, you're getting involved in trying to spread that message. And that seems to be what you're doing with Outrun the Dark. And that's kind of the whole idea, like Outrun the Darkness. Use running as a way to to beat that. And I think a lot of people do use running for that. I can't tell you how many people in the running community I've met over the years or talked to you where it's like I had a really traumatic experience and running was the way that I saved my life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think uh, Outer in the Dark is anything new. I think people have done it, you know, for uh, hundreds of years regardless. I just think, you know, when you hear Outer in the Dark, it's just like a concept that people relate to. You don't have to explain it to anyone. So whenever I talk to a runner and uh, I mention Outer in the Dark, like they just get it in instantly because uh, you either have felt it or you're doing it yourself. So... I think it's kind of like self-explanatory and uh, yeah, people relate to it in a big way. And uh, that's what I want to, to do uh, to, to make a brand about it because I think it's, you know, uh, you have to know someone really well in order to speak about mental health today. And we have a long way to go about uh, like a, a lot of stuff has happened this just since I started it in 2018, but we just don't talk about it enough. And I just see like this whole range of from start just being able to talk about it until like yeah, uh, health, getting the health care you need in order to, you know, not commit suicide. There's this whole path, but we have to start about the openness. And I think th like that's where I want to do something about because mental health, uh, my experience at least, it's just, it's just seen upon with like this weakness and Whenever you, whenever mental health uh, comes up in a, at the dinner party, it's just everybody, everybody just clamps up uh, because it's so hard to speak about and and not spoken about in our culture. And that's why I want to do uh, something about it, but not in this, uh, you know, make. Uh, whenever I see brands uh, do something relating to mental health, it's always like a race or it's a. It's a special collection and then we donate to charity. So I just wanted to, that's my uh, experience of it, that it's just so much more than like, we are not charity cases mm -hmm. and everyone's going to, like one out of three people is going to struggle with mental health at some time during their life. And for me, like it's one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. And like I've broken uh, my ankle and I've had surgery on both my knees, but it didn't even register on the same scale as, uh, you know, being depressed. Like when your enemy is coming from within. And I was just so humble and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I got out of it so easily. Mm -hmm. And I just uh, was thinking about my sister and everyone else who's like, who's, who's struggling and still struggling. And yeah, I just, we need to talk about it. We need, need to do something about it, but not in this, you know, charity uh, yeah. glove uh, kind of way. We need to be uh, talking about it in a way that's empowering because uh, the people who are going through it, like that's the hardest stuff you can go through. It's interesting you so. put it that way, like a, you don't want it to seem like a charity case because I, I think there are a lot of people that don't talk about their struggles because they don't want the sympathy to come exactly. their way. You know, they might want to get something off their chest, but they don't want people to look at them differently because they're having a bad day. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the culture we uh, we are living through. Like, it's so much easier to just say, yeah, I'm good and just don't say anything else. And that's why I want to do like something around the brand, because uh, my goal is to get like athletes that, you know, when they have sponsorships, like sometimes when they're part of a national team, they have to do deals and they have to be like sponsor or do photo shoots for uh, different kind of charities. But I want it to be to make a brand that's cool that people want to be a part mm -hmm. of. And where mental health is 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 part of it, it's ingrained in it. It's not like something we do because it's uh, you know good for profits. And, and it creates visibility, so it creates a conversation, but it also creates a community around it. I mean, people that go to run in a race or are running on the road, if they see somebody else wearing an outrun the dark shirt or sweatshirt, they're like, hey. I, I'm with that person. We're the same in so many different ways. And I, I think that's also a fantastic way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the the choice I want to give people because, you know, we have everything that, you know, Outright says, Outright in the Dark, and there's a simple piece with just the Flame logo on it. And I think, like, people are going to uh, have different levels of, uh, you know, openness uh, that they're able to go to and... Uh, I just want to give people that choice that uh, if they want to wear like the flame on the sleeve and uh, start a conversation about it, to have that possibility and just uh, know that if they don't want to talk about it, they're still supporting, they're still being part of it. We always hear the phrase, we're so much more alike than we are different when it comes to people. And, you know, I don't know a lot about the Norwegian culture, but I know here in America, especially when it comes to men, Men are not expected to talk about mental health. Men are supposed to be these tough guys. Brush under the rug. Forget it. You're fine. You know, uh, there's a phrase here we use, rub some dirt on it. You know, if you're mm -hmm. hurt, you don't need to go to the doctor. Just rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. So I, I also love the fact that this idea came to you as a man uh, because I feel like not that the message becomes more important. The message is important regardless. But I love the, the vulnerability that you're showing when you come up with this to say, look, it, it gets me too. like I, I'm right there with all of you. Yeah, no, it's uh, the statistics are pretty grim for guys. Um, like I, when I started out in the dark, like I advertised all over the world just to see if there's any traction in, in any country. Uh, and the U.S. was the place that you know started commenting on the ads and started commenting about out in the dark and especially women. Uh, so that's like where it started. But uh, more guys are getting into it, and I think it's important that. Um, and not to 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 just like you mentioned, like it has to be uh, done in a it has to be done in a cool way because we have those same phrases here, like yeah, if you complain about something, you you know eat some concrete and okay. go to the hardware store. So those are phrases here as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's just uh, under it's just undermine. We're just hurting each other by yeah. doing it. So like I want us to talk about it, but I don't want it to like I think it can be done in a cool way. Like, I don't think it's, like, necessary that it has to be like this, you know, to sit down and, you know, have tissues. And, like, it doesn't have to be that way. We can talk about it, like, just friends going for a run and just uh, asking what's up. Or, uh, you know, or and if a cool hoodie or a, a running jacket can enable that, that's, that's awesome. But I don't think it needs to be, like, in this uh, particular way that it's been for so long. Uh, and, yeah, for sure, like, guys have a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you're right. That that tissues comment, I think, is so true. I, I don't think it needs to be a depressing thing to talk about depression. Like, I think for a lot of people, it's a celebration in a way of saying, hey, I made it through another day. Like, I, I outran the dark for one more day. It's that we, We're happy about that. We're excited. We don't need to be sad about that. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I'm coming from as well. Like uh, for me, it's anything but weak. Yeah. It's anything but like uh, something you shouldn't do. Because it's like the people who go through that and get out of it on the other side, those are the strongest people. And if, if there's anything that I've learned through my love of the American culture and, uh, and movies is that people love an underdog story. And I think uh, the worse the hero got it in the beginning of the movie, the better the story arc is going to be and the better the, you know, the culmination of the film is going to be. And I think that's why we love those uh, hero stories with, you know, Rocky or you, you name it, because uh, we, all, we all love the underdog. And I think uh, that mentality is uh, kind of uh, very familiar to people who have been through some struggle with their mental health because they feel so like behind and they're, they're so humbled by the experience. But for me, it's like that's one way to see it. But the other way to see it, that that's just the start of your story and you can go anywhere from there. And I think that's like one of the most beautiful things uh, that I see in our community is like people are struggling, but the most beautiful thing is when they get on the other side and then inspire someone else to get through it. So yeah, it's all potential. You said you were putting out some marketing around the world to see who was going to grab on, and you found something in particular here in the United States. I'm just kind of curious what kind of response you've gotten from other areas uh, as well, because I know the running community and the running industry in America is huge. It's massive, but I'm sort of curious how it stacks up with other places. Yeah, so pretty much the English-speaking, um, like the big English-speaking countries that have, you know, latched on in the biggest ways, US, UK, Canada, and Australia. Um, yeah, running is huge in Europe. So uh, by, you know, by definition, I would think that it was big in Europe. But at the same time, it's the most, like it's the coldest, uh, not the coldest people, but the coldest culture when it comes to talking about feelings. Sure. So I think that's why, um, you know, the European market isn't ready for it yet. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Like, uh, as long as you do it in a way that resonates with people, it will, it will work. But um, I think, like, whatever, that's been the trend uh, as long as I've lived that uh, if it's uh, working in America, it's going to work everywhere else five years later. So, yeah. You guys are more open about your feelings and... Yeah, you're just more open to sharing and uh, connecting with people. And I think that's a big part of it. In a way, that makes me sad because we always talk about how difficult it is here to get people to share their feelings. So to know that you're <laughs> saying we're more open than what you experience, it, it just sort of breaks my heart at how people feel you know, over there in Europe and around you that they have to hold that stuff in so much. Like It's just it's so sad to hear that about people. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the kind of the trend. And that's that was my feeling uh, when I go through my kind of uh, dipping, dipping my toe into depression. It's like uh, people don't talk about it. And uh, my goal with Out in the Dark is to help kind of the cause of making mental health as easy to talk about and as obvious uh, to talk about as physical health. And I think that uh, that can be done. And of course, people, it's not like you need to overshare or talk if you don't want to, but sure. I want it to, to, I want to have that option on the table that someone uh, who wants to talk about it uh, is able to without being, you know, uh, spurned by society. Again, like I said earlier, it's kind of like building this community through a brand. You know, like you you just mentioned, it's not like you have to overshare. You could be running in a race and see somebody wearing an Outrun the Dark t-shirt. You don't even have to say anything to them, but you can see them and go, 
they've made it through too. I'm going to keep running. I'm also going to make it through. I'm inspired by this thing that I've seen. I'm a part of this same community as that person that I just ran by. Yeah, absolutely. And that's was kind of like one of the big revelations for me when I started out in the dark because, uh, uh, like how it started was me running when I was uh, 18 and uh, like I had six months uh, to kind of fix myself before my ticket to Australia was uh, was up. So like that was kind of my, the race against time. And for me to get moving, I started running. And uh, when I, f- I just felt numb when I started, I just put on some old sneakers and started running in the midst of my depression. I'd rather be sleeping, but I did it anyways because I wanted to go to Australia. Uh, and uh, day after day I ran and uh, as, as the ticket approached and I was supposed to go to Australia, uh, I was running toward home and it's like super dark in Norway in winter, but uh, the sun came over the horizon and those first uh, kind of rays of uh, the spring sun hit me and I felt warmth. I felt feelings again, like really. Mm. And that was kind of like the the that that feeling that the run the run gave me uh, is kind of like also another kernel to to out in the dark and i thought like if i'm doing this and running helped me there must be someone else out there mm-hmm. and that was kind of the hypothesis when i started out in the dark 10 years later and i thought like okay maybe we just make a cool brand and uh, it's all going to be uh, you know easy from there uh, and i th- thought that was going to be the end of it just having a you know selling some apparel to to runners who relate to this idea but uh, i had no idea of the amount of support and uh, you know people that was going to connect with that idea and that's kind of like the biggest uh, thing that came out of all of this uh, so far at least has been the community just people sharing the same struggles connecting with each other running together meeting up in real life all over the world uh, just because of this idea and realizing that they're not alone Cause that's the one thing you do when you're struggling. You feel that like my problems are unique. unique. Uh, no one else's experiences this, but there's just so many out there. We're just not talking about it. The irony behind a lot of this is that a lot of people run on their own. Running can be a very solo activity, but at the yeah. same time, it can make you feel so much better. Like it can, it can really just add to your day, getting that exercise, getting out into nature, all of that helps you so much. So it, it's funny to think about the idea of like, we want people to know they're not alone by doing an activity they're probably going to do alone. <laughs> but yeah, it works. exactly. Yeah, that's funny. It's, it's, it's funny. Like I've... Uh, when I started, I studied like why does running work so well, and it's uh, at least from the studies that I've found, it's like running and biking and swimming are like the three best uh, activities to get into flow, where you're like on this uh, below threshold level, and that's where like all the benefits come to uh, come comes to your mind. Uh, so that's like yeah, why I think running is, is particularly good at it because if you do anything else, like you have to stop, you have to start, etc. But running gets you into that flow, and you're alone um, with your thoughts, or you get to uh, you get to calibrate and uh, yeah. you know think about it. And like no matter how you're feeling, you, your perspective on whatever happens in your life is going to be better after a run. And um, yeah, I think that's that's like one of the I think that's one of the reasons why it works. And of course, as you mentioned, the irony is that community is the other big like uh, building block to yeah. 
to to making it work and uh yeah that's but I, like any runner will will tell you that the running community is just super open we just need to connect with other runners absolutely i was i was shocked by that when i started breaking into it myself probably about 10 years ago um at how welcoming and open people are i mean i i always i i've been very competitive athletically my entire life anything that i did i wanted to win that was just always how i was so when i started getting into running that was kind of my mindset and i i really i probably hurt my own mental health by trying to win mm. everything and I, I wasn't going to win these races i'm not that fast but i just had to push myself all the time but then getting into the community further and just finding the the joy and the happiness that i could have going out on a saturday morning and doing this activity with tens of thousands of people i've never met but we all have the same goal we're just out to run this race we're out to run through these streets of whatever city we're in, enjoy ourselves and have a good time. And that's when it really started to click in my head of what the community was really all about. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And uh, I think like that's one of the missing pieces in the in our society today, at least in the Western society, is like the lack of community that we've, you know, yeah. we've dis disregarded religion, but in the process we disregarded the community. And I think uh, like uh, anything you can do to be around other people and care about their well-being and they're caring about you is going to help you. So what's been, so this has been around for, Outrun the Dark has been around for about, what, five years or so now? Yeah. What's been the the craziest thing that you've experienced with this? Like, what have you seen it out at like, I don't know, the London Marathon or like, what's been the wildest <laughs> thing that you've experienced while doing this? Uh, good question. Uh, there's a lot of highlights, but, uh, like I, I never get used to people who I have never met and they've never met me. They meet up in real life and, you know, they take pictures and we have this, uh, a Facebook group that you can join if you purchase anything from Out in the Dark and people just post pictures of themselves meeting up. That That's always, uh, that always warms me at least, um, but I have to say, uh, it's not it's not just positive. But we had a we had a member of our community, uh, like the Facebook group, uh, pass away a, a couple of years ago. And at this time, I was like, there was just so many problems in the world with you know COVID sure. and uh, the political cycle in the states. And having a, a Facebook group at the time was very difficult. I have to admit, and it was hard on me. And I have yeah. volunteer admins that help help me out and. Uh, it was really hard and I like just waking up uh, every morning and seeing what has happened during the night because we were on different time zones. It was very, uh, it was very bad uh, for my mental health. And then uh, um, one morning I got a, a, a private message from an, another member telling me that one of our uh, members had uh, passed away. And uh, just, that, just that period of... Um, of realizing that and you know talking to the community because i was one of the first to know inside that group and like passing on that message to the rest of the community uh that was super difficult and uh just just hard for me personally because i've never had to deal with uh, anything like that sure. uh, myself and uh you know the group was bigger than my in terms of population was bigger than my hometown so it was uh quite the responsibility and um that outpouring of love that came towards uh, that member's family afterwards. That was just, uh, that's the most beautiful thing that I've encountered in my life. And I was thinking about the problems with the community and uh, it just didn't mean anything because that, that, that love was real and that outpouring of support and love towards the family of, 
of the late member was uh, was real, and uh, yeah, everyone that was in the group at the time felt it, and um, yeah, it's been uh, two years now, and uh, it was just in May two years ago. So yeah, to to Jeff, he was his name as well, and uh, he was legend. Ah, I love to hear that story. As I said before, I know it's a cliche, but I, we are more alike than we are different. So even in a very difficult time, as you described, politically, uh, health-wise, all of that stuff, even through that difficult time, we can still find the ability to remember somebody that we loved and somebody that touched us all in a different way and and come together around that. And it's just, it's got to be so great to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh uh, I was uh, uh, someone mentioned that uh, we're just strangers on the internet, and to to be able to show so much love and support for each other when you just uh, just from interacting in you know, with pictures and uh, you know through our keyboards is amazing. So the technology comes with the great. Uh, great potential as well well outrun the dark is the brand you can find more info at outrunthedark.com siggy i have to say too i love that you put a lot of focus in the designs that you also have really great men's designs as well because i feel like most of the places that i look for running clothing and cool running stuff they've got so many amazing things for women but the guys are like here's a black t-shirt or here's a tag top and that's it. And I'm like, come on, guys like to have some cool stuff too, you know? So I love that you've put a good emphasis on everybody. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll tell you why that's the case. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the, who, who buys the most pretty much. So whenever you, <laughs> whenever you have to make decisions, like I wanted to, everything to be 50, 50, but that's not how the, sure. how it works. But, um, yeah, definitely. I think like, uh, it's important to give someone a range to choose from and, uh, yeah, make it cool. It doesn't have to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, uh, all tissues. I mean, you want people to wear it, right? So yeah, you got to make it cool exactly. to get them out there. Exactly. Yeah, that's different. Exactly. Uh, so Ziggy, is there anything else coming up with outrun the dark that we should be aware of? I mean, anything coming in the future? Or are you just really trying to focus on making sure this brand continues to grow? Yeah. My uh, goal is to continue to, to grow outrun the dark to a bigger audience. I think, uh, the more people that know about it and know that they're not alone, the better. Uh, so that's kind of the the message. Uh, I'm I'm not uh, planning on stopping anytime soon, so I'll just keep on uh, keep on going until it's obvious to anyone that uh, you can run for your mental health. And uh, until the day that it's as easy to talk about as physical health, I'll uh, I'll keep going. Well, Ziggy, I uh, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate your time to to spend with me to share the story, your personal story, as well as the story of Outrun the Dark. I think you've got a great thing going here, and I just I love that you've decided to take a step out to really work on this and help that community and help people understand that it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. Uh, 100% agree. Big thank you to Ziggy from Outrun the Dark. If you want to find out more about the brand, you can check it out at outrunthedark.com. They've got some awesome looking stuff. Seriously, you're going to find yourself going down a rabbit hole on that website for sure. And thank you to all of you for listening this and every week to the Adult Education Podcast. Until next time, be well.